Father Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress, the best hour of your life you'll never get back. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of In Conclusion We Digress. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Hope you guys are doing well. And joining me, as always, is the Goon Squad, and we'll start today with Mike coming to us from the Upper East Side. So, Mike, what's going on with you, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, kind of on a serious note today, uh, it's a weird time to be calling out anyone in particular, but I do want to give thoughts and prayers to Grant Imahara's family. He was one of the presenters for the Mythbusters. Uh, me personally, part of the reason why I'm an engineer, maybe show his science was cool. So a lot of props out to him for his life and thoughts and prayers to his family. Yeah, I, I fully, yeah, I think we can all say that every, but from, from all of us uh, to them, I think at least the most of us would have watched that show growing up and uh, it's a very sad thing, very sudden. And if, and if you didn't, you know you had a teacher who showed you like one clip of one episode of Mythbusters too. Yeah, yeah, you've Perfect. seen it, whoever you mm-hmm. are. So definitely uh, thoughts and prayers out to them. Going through definitely a very tough time with everything else going on in the world right now. So yeah, all, all positive vibes their way for sure. Also joining us from the Upper East Side, as always, is Pat. So Pat, what's new with you, man? Nothing very much. I feel like I have something stuck in my teeth, but when I look in the mirror, there's nothing there, but it still feels like there's something stuck in my teeth. So we've all been there, am I right? It's like Schrodinger's cat. Bless you. <laughs> okay, Pat, we're just staring at you because you're oddly not you have anything in your teeth. I thought it was because of the Jimmy Neutron hair flow I got going on right now with my background. Yes. Yes, worth mentioning, uh, even though podcasts are a visual medium, it's probably going to be tough to see that both Pat and Mike have fresh haircuts this week, so <laughs> fresh dues for the dudes. hey I just said They don't look like shaggy dogs anymore. It's fantastic. Yeah. I just showed him a picture. I was like, give me the Johnny Bravo, and they knew, they, they knew exactly what to do. <laughs> when Pat gets a haircut, he's like, take three to five years off of my current age. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd be like 14. <laughs> I think I think Mike's it's a strong think, start. I think Mike summed that up properly. Yeah, that's fair. We're gonna go to Kyle, who's coming to us from Long Island tonight. Still in the midst of his vacation. So, Kyle, what's what's new with you, and how's your vacation no. going? Oh, it's fantastic. I actually was lucky enough to spend the weekend in Montauk. Nice long weekends. The weather was not fantastic, but I was with uh, some good friends, and it was good to see them. It's been quite a while. Um, <clears throat> didn't leave the house. No reason to go anywhere. Uh, had everything that we needed, and just nice to relax and sit in the sun and hang out and see people I hadn't seen in months. Well, we also have Carl coming to us from Hoboken, as always. So, Carl, what's new with you? I just had the perfect day of work today. Everything went great, and my new uh, cold brew coffee maker came today, which is basically just a glass pitcher with a filter in the middle that you fill with coffee grinds. An Erlenmeyer so, flask. Yeah. Yeah. We have one of those. It's, it's a good purchase. Yeah, I'm so excited to try it out. Are you uh you're serious? It was a really good day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I like you some sarcasm in there, but then I'm talking no. about the coffee. No, he had a really good day. No, yeah. that's good. I know it's surprising being in uh quarantine and whatnot, but yeah, today was great. Like it was it was just one of those days where like you did like once you clocked out, you were like that was a, you, you did good today, Carl. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I enjoy those too. Last but not least, we have Tom coming to us from Roosevelt Island. Speaking of good days, I've been having quite the contrary of that these last couple days. I threw my back out doing laundry. So I spent two and a half hours at the chiropractor yesterday. 
and we'll be doing the same thing tomorrow. So it blows to say the least, but I'm powering through. My muscles are like relaxing slowly, slowly. So it's walked over. I don't know, man. You're wearing a Cream City shirt. It's it's hard to believe that you did that doing laundry. <laughs> laundry. I could explode with jokes, but I won't. I'm glad to hear that, for the most part, everyone's doing well. I am really excited to jump into our topic here tonight because it's something that has been involved in pretty much all of our lives since I would say five or six years old. But we're going to talk about video games today. So video games is something that I know for all of us has been a part of our life, like I said, for a long time. It's something that has become a huge part of society, especially this year with people being stuck inside, not having much else to do. And it's something that is continuing to evolve. And we just want to dive in and, and talk about basically the start of video games from 1970s on and where we are today and how things are continuing to progress. So we're going to dive into all of it. But let's start with kind of the beginning of video games. So I think everyone pretty much knows that the first video game, at least on record, that was mass distributed was the game Pong, where you have the two things going on the side and hitting the ball Classic. back and forth. Classic game. Um, I think my favorite thing about Pong was that when they made it, they realized that they were going to need some kind of button that would allow you to sort of give the ball like a little curve or a little something. And instead of a normal fucking word, the button just said English above it. So you'd hit that, and then it would, like, curve the ball a little bit. And it I gave just it, loved it. It gave it. Put a little English, put a little English yeah. on it. But I think it's just funny that they, they went with put a little English on it. I do want to know where that phrase – I mean, this is a little bit of a digression early on, but I do want to know where, like, put a little English on it came from at any point because that is I'll, I'll look right now so everyone can keep thinking, and I will come back with that answer. Anything with a slight curve has a little bit of English on it. I don't know where, like... Mm. Okay, well, steady on with that sentence. Um, it's one of those terms that's like an umbrella of terms that we really have no idea where they came from. Um, like, put a little mustard on it. I feel like that's in the same... Yeah, that's same from place. baseball. That's 100% from baseball. Like, mustard. But like, I know it's from baseball. Because yeah, you put mustard on the hot dog and it's spicier. What if, what if, you, what if you're eating a yellow mustard that's not as spicy? Then you're fucking wrong. That's all I, I don't know what else you want to say about that. Mustard. Talk about talk about the whitest description ever. Put a little bit of mustard on it to make it spicier. Like mustard isn't spicy. Like that's just, mustard is a spice. spicy it's brown a spice. mustard. That's literally in the fucking name, Mike. You're not incorrect. yellow mustard. I know, but yeah. it's not spicy. Maybe to you it isn't. Mike, Mike has okay, an advanced palate. I have an answer, by the way. Oh yes. The expression "put a little English on it" originated in about 1900 in sports, uh, <clears throat> in the sports bowling and ice hockey, where a player tries to influence the path. It was based on the earlier use of the word English to mean, quote, spin imparted to a ball. 1972 was Pong, we, we said. 1977 mm -hmm. was the first Atari system. 1985 was the NES. So that was the first, like, Nintendo system. And, and Bruce Springsteen, Nirvana, uh, way – no, Madonna, way before, way before Nirvana. There you go. After that was the release of Pat's first gaming system, as we just learned, the Sega Genesis – Woo. 1994 was the original PlayStation. And then beyond that, 2001 was the Xbox. So all this has changed over the years. We also had the introduction of mobile games on the phone. So it's just evolved over the generations into what we have today, which is now, for the most part, Xbox One, uh, PS4, and obviously more things coming uh, at the end of this year. So I want to know from everybody... What was your first console? We already know Pat's, but also what was the first game you played, even if you didn't necessarily own it? 
So, Pat, because we already know your first console, let's start with you. So, yes, as Mike mentioned, my first console was a Sega Genesis, which, you know, obviously I'm not, I, I was born significantly after 1989, but it was actually, I think it was a hand-me-down for my cousins. Either way, obviously, I think when people get their first console and first games associated with that console, I think people, well, especially at that time as, a, you know, a dumb kid, way before, like, like smartphones and, I don't know, high, like, high-def technology, I think any sort of digital screen uh, with some sort of an interface where you're, you know, playing video games as with the controller or whatever, seems kind of cool for a kid of that age. So I think my first video game, I had like a whole group of them. One of them was an Aladdin game where I'd be like running around with a, a sword. I think I was Aladdin. I don't know. Um, and then another one was, oh man, I had Mortal Kombat, I believe. And the third one I remember, and this is like faint memories, by the way, this is like four or five years old. So this is power of the human brain right here. Dang it. I had some, uh, a Sonic game too. Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was obsessed with that game. We stand Sonic on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we can agree that we stand Sonic. Uh, Carl, how about you? What was your first console and your first game? So I was a late bloomer. Um, my parents didn't really like video games, so my first console was the Wii. Um, I mostly played Guitar Hero on that. Uh, obviously, Wii Sports. Oh, thank God. And also um, <laughs> Call of Duty. Like, I had the little fucking gun where I was, like, pointing at the screen nope, and, like... don't like that. Shooting, <laughs> shooting at people. Nope, yeah. don't like that. It, it was up. fun. My first game was actually on the computer in second grade. It was a game called Little Fighter 2. Basically, it's a bunch of characters, and each character had, like, one superpower or one weapon... That, that was their attack and you just it was like last man standing you wanted to just like uh fight all of them and kill as many of them as you can interesting how many did you kill for the record <laughs> it was like a record no there there was like it, it depends on how many people joined but everyone could pick like there could be multiple of the same character and uh yeah you just, it was just like last man standing there could be like up to 30 people i think Oh, wow. Nice. Interesting. Sounds like a mini clip game. <clears throat> it, it's very similar. Oh, my God. So, Carl, I have to ask, actually having the Wii, like, gum thing for Call of Duty, were you one of those kids who would, like, roll around the floor and actually pretend you were, like, actually there and <laughs> holding it? No, I thought – I think that could have actually made me play better. I'm kind of regretting not doing that. <laughs> and, like, putting on, a, putting on a ghillie suit. I wish I did that, but – no, I, I unfortunately didn't do that. I have a fully immersive experience, yeah. <laughs> Wait, guys, imagine Carl's just been lying to us for all these years, and that's really how he broke his arm. He, like, jumped through a, a coffee table while playing <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> that would be yeah. <clears throat> embarrassing. It, it took you this long to figure that out, Mike? Tommy, how about you? What was your first console that you owned and your first game you remember playing? I owned a Nintendo 64. I think I got it in, I want to say 1998 or 1999, um, but my first game was uh, Mario Kart 64, which is probably still, to this day, one of my favorite video games ever. Um, also, Goldeneye. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> unbelievable oh. game. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah, Goldeneye is like, if you've ever heard of the phrase, you know, 
looking like two retards trying to help a doorknob. Like that's what like walking around. That's what like walking around in the game of uh, Goldeneye looks like. Every person's face looked like a shark because it had to be really pointy because they hadn't quite figured out how to make faces round yet. It was like the nose wasn't really a nose. It was just kind of a flat thing on a point. So terrible. They had like 40 pixels to work with. Yeah, that's fair. That's not many pixels. So let's go over to Kyle now. I want to hear your first console, your first game. So my first console was a PS2. <clears throat> and the first game that I really remember playing, probably like Backyard Baseball on my computer oh my or something like that. <laughs> Stole you, like, you stole both my answers. <laughs> I had backyard hockey too. Like, who, who's a better utilizer of Pablo Sanchez? Here's, okay, so here's how long. <laughs> here's how Just long ago that was. The OG for all of you hockey whores. Um, Mike Madonna was the best player in that game. That yeah, back, backyard yeah. baseball. What? <clears throat> no, no, in backyard hockey. hockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say it was played, just backyard baseball, but worse in every conceivable way. I played a lot of like early racing games. Like one was called Downforce. That was my like first PS2 game that I really remember um, owning. It was uh, graphics were simply horrible. But then again, which uh, which wasn't back then. So yeah, to, to quickly again, Kyle had the exact same answer as I did. I PS2. I think it was like second grade. I got PS2, so I guess I was seven or eight years old. And then yeah, Backyard Baseball is the first game I remember. Freaking Derek Jeter, and Mike Piazza being like the two cover guys yep. from New York, and then yep, the Pablo course, Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez, the past point. Oh, greatest so. athlete of our generation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Literally. just an absolute cheat code. So, mm -hmm. Mike, how about you? What was your first console, first game? Yo, I got GameCast. Anybody? Malibu's Most Wanted? Okay. No, my first one was a uh, Super Nintendo because my dad had one. Because my aunt worked for – I don't know if you ever – remember Acclaim? They used to make, like, all the crappy yeah. fighting games back yeah, in the day. yeah, yeah. My aunt actually worked for a claim. They were based in uh, a town between Dan and I. They were in that little um, triangular-shaped building across from Appliance World. Flatiron. <clears throat> Wait, uh, really? Yes. <laughs> My aunt was one of the first people to ever work for a claim. So we had a, um, we had a Super Nintendo that she had gotten us. That was a while back. But the first game I ever remember playing was Star Wars Pod Racer, which is just really crappy Mario Kart, on the N64. Um, so I don't know if anybody remembers that. It's like from the first, it's from Phantom Menace. It's like 98, 99, like vaguely remember forcing my cousins to let me play that and then crashing into a wall subsequently like four times in a row. Yeah, literally. Well, while I was looking it up, I found out the greatest thing ever. Do you guys want to know what the actual name for the Nintendo 64 was supposed to be? What? It was originally supposed to be called one of three names, Project Reality, the Ultra 64, or... Ooh. When it being sold in Korea, wait for it, it was going to be called the Hyundai Comboy 64. But yeah, obviously really cool to hear kind of how everyone's video game journey got started. Obviously, video games have evolved tremendously from the point where all of us started playing it. So what's crazy is now, just last year, the video game industry as a whole made $170 billion in revenue. So it is a huge industry now, huge moneymaker. And obviously that has to do with the new consoles, has to do with uh, eSports, which we'll get into later as well, but it's just a huge, huge industry now. So I wanna now talk about what everyone's favorite console is, um, whether you owned it or not, what is everyone's favorite console that they've played? And then we'll talk about the favorite games after that, but we'll start with favorite console. So. We'll go in reverse. We'll start with Mike this time. What's your favorite console that you have played slash owned? 
Mm. Okay, so I, near and dear to my heart because I had one forever. Uh, probably my Xbox 360. I think that thing still runs. I mean, it sounds like an emphysemic 70-year-old. but Didn't it, get a red ring of death? <laughs> yeah, no. I, you, I put it in the refrigerator with the towel, and I ran it with the <laughs> towel on it, and then I put it in the freezer, whatever. Yeah, so I, I fixed that a long time ago. But the um, that thing ran forever. I played every game. I want to say... I was like really into those questing games as a kid. So when I, like all of my free time was spent in my basement playing questing games on that thing for a while, it got to the point where like this disc tray, well, yeah, the disc tray wouldn't align properly. So I would like smack it. So that thing would just get the shit kicked out of it. Every time I played it, that thing is the greatest. It's always the toughest. Um, it's probably the most time I ever spent playing a game. Um, and it, I guess we still have, we also have Xboxes now, so it, it's carried forward. No, Xbox 360 is kind of the OG. I know, uh, same thing with me. Xbox 360 for me lasted like, I want to say 10 plus years. Just a really, really good console overall. But Kyle, let's go to you. What was your favorite? <clears throat> I'm going to have to agree. Um, and for also context, since podcasts are visual medium, you might notice I'm not sitting in my bed with my nice uh, brick wall behind me. I am indeed sitting in my childhood basement right now. And I am looking <clears throat> at... Uh, what I just roughly counted is 45 Xbox 360 nice. game cases. There are more in Manhattan um, for some reason. I don't really remember why I brought them because the 360 is here. Um, and I'm also looking at my 360, though it's not the original one because that did eventually after 11 years of hard service, give up the ghost um, <clears throat> and uh, getting the red ring of death four times and being sent back to Microsoft three times. Yep. Um, and they're like, we fixed it, but it was definitely just a brand. It new was one. definitely just a brand new fucking Xbox. <laughs> Actually, well, two times it wasn't for sure because it was the same serial number, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would have to say the 360. Like it really, I think the evolution of, of the, like the quality of game. I mean, even if you look at like specific series, um, it really it was able to do like so much with. I guess at the end of the day, like what was a lot, like very little compared to what we have now. So I, I'm gonna have to give it to the 360 for sure. Tommy, what about you? What do you think? I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my N64. Blew my mind as a little kid, and the controller, like the awkward little like it was like a three prong. It almost looked like a monster symbol, but I don't know. I thought that that like that whole retro feel is still so cool. Like I'm actually thinking about you know getting an N64 now just because. It was so fun. Um, but, I, you know, like, playing Mario Kart, I feel like that, to this day, if you have, a like, a group of friends playing that game, it's so fucking fun. Like, you could spend hours on it. Like, you play Mario Kart, bro. Kart. Yeah, exactly. Mario so, Kart. for that reason, I'm going to go with the N64. I mean, obviously, you know, I love my Xbox One. Um, but there's, like, a, I don't know, like, an authentic feeling takes me back to my youth with that 64. Dude, those N64s are not cheap. If you want to buy one, they're no, like... No, they're not. They're like they're more than they were retail. I was just now, looking, they were like 199 Now they're like collector's items. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not produced if they still work. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that... Probably don't. Does. I mean, they probably work. They're probably spotty, you know, in terms of yeah. functionality. Well, you got to find like a TV that like you can hook it up to these days. Um, I don't know if every TV still even has the tricolor plugs on the back anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the they, Nintendo was doing a cool thing there for a while. I don't know how familiar you guys are with it. They were taking a lot of the old systems, like the Super Nintendo and the Super NES, and 
NES and all that stuff, and they were refurbishing like a modernized version of it. So they would download like 50 of the, the most popular games and you could buy it. I think, Pat, you and I played it at my cousin's house that one time. It was like an HD, like an HDMI compatible version of all of those, and they were releasing them. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed that they get that idea again and just re-release the N64. It'd be pretty cool to have, like you said, play GoldenEye on the N64. Now, like the crappy PS2 and Xbox versions that they relate re- released later on, and just and then played on an HDMI TV. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Well, that actually brings an interesting point, Mike, about obviously how you know they don't make it anymore and how it's so expensive. I actually. Uh, two years ago, got a you know whole bunch of nostalgia to come over me, and I decided to go out and buy a Nintendo GameCube. Because GameCube, I remember playing when you know I was really, really young, and obviously uh, Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart and all those those great uh, GameCube games. But I ended up paying, I think, like for everything, it was like three fifty for like you know the system, the controllers, and a few games. It was like not as cheap as I was expecting it be. But well, the I mean, GameCube guys... controllers too are still like. They went since they were like compatible with the Wii. They kind of stuck around for a long time. Yeah, and I know that like whenever I played Smash or like Mario Kart on a Wii, I was always like, "Give me, get rid of this stupid fucking stick and give me a real controller." Like, mm-hmm. just because it just it oh, was yeah. easier and like I didn't have to hold two things in two different hands and like I, hope actually, I remembered which hands had the buttons on it. So I actually go I got adjusted to because I played so much Smash Brothers on the Wii, um, mm-hmm. just from a friend's house. We, we actually ended up get, uh, buying Wii eventually, but just from early on we had a. Uh, um, like Smash Brothers Brawl, I think is what it was, was the, yep. the game that came after Melee. So, yeah, you just got to rotate the Wii controller around. It was so funky. It was like, obviously, it didn't make sense. Funky. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Carl, is your uh, favorite console you've you've played or that you've owned? Uh, my favorite console probably was the Xbox 360. Um, that's just what I've played the most. And uh, even in college with you guys playing like... Uh, zombies or ghosts and making a pre-game games out of it that's always been fun for me but my favorite i want to mention a handheld game my favorite handheld game was probably like the game boy sp Ooh, I, I really like that and uh i did like i played mario kart on there um probably most of you haven't played this but incredibles like uh mr incredible like there was a game for that i played that a lot too Ooh. but just wanted to give that a shout out. I really like that game. Yeah, shout out to all Game Boy products. Yeah, Game Boy's I new. really fuck with Game Boy. They're they're awesome. Did they get bought by anybody? Like, they get bought by uh, like Sony? Are they just still Nintendo? Uh, no, no, Nintendo. Oh, it's, yeah. no, it's oh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah Game Boy, yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's like one of the biggest companies. Well, don't not anymore. Don't say. Well, that. It's, yeah. A, yeah. It's, it's it's isn't it like on the Japanese stock exchange? Like it's a big. It's a public company. Yeah, it's a big, big public company. Yeah. yeah. No, but that that's true, Carl. The uh, Game Boy, actually, even think of that. The Game Boy was a, a great time. Everyone had it. Like, I don't, I don't know if everyone. A lot of people had it when we were, like, middle school. And I know a lot of people play, like, the Pokemon games on that. Like, I, you know. Did, did you guys do Hell Pokemon? Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if. That, not really for me, but. Yeah, I'm not a Pokemon person, personally. But yeah. I understand the appeal. Um, I've played, say- like, Sapphire and stuff on the Game Boy, but. I, I mean, I was an idiot. I just would walk around looking for Pokemon. For Me too. And I only had one. I didn't, like, collect all the colors for Pokemon. You just got your one and that was it? <laughs> yeah, just I just picked one. I, I forget which one it was. And then I just, like, I didn't really buy another one because, like Tommy said, I did the same thing. I just walked around aimlessly. 
Dude, those games were the biggest ripoff, though, because they always release, like, two or three at the same time, all in different colors, and it'd be, like, gold, ruby, sapphire, like, all these different colors, but it was the same game, and they would just change the color scheme slightly. Oh, yeah. It was, like, <laughs> oh, you bought, like, sapphire, so you started off with, like, the, the water Pokemon every time, and then everyone was, like, slightly bluish-tinged, and then you had the red one, and, like, there was there just happened to be forest fires. It was basically just, like, what was going on in that town at the time. It was the same fucking game you interact with the exact same people i had ruby and sapphire so you can see i'm i'm still salty about it 15 years later wow well I, i'm trying to remember how were the games like were they reasonably priced if you could buy the two at once or was it like it still is now where you have to pay like 50 bucks for a game dude at that point like in your life you didn't buy bucks, games right you didn't buy games for yourself back then yeah mom and yeah. dad bought games for you yeah oh I, you know the what i'm saying bank like, of mom and dad Mom and dad aren't even back then are going to pay, you know, their interest rates were bucks for unbeatable. Like, unbeatable. <laughs> no, but you get like 15 bucks. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I, I think they were like, I want to say they were like in the 20s, like 25 ish. But I guess when you think about it, like back then, like that wasn't exactly cheap for a tiny fucking game. I, yeah. Like that was 20 years ago. Like <laughs> 25 bucks was like a lot of money back then. Yeah. God, what a thought. For what it was, it was <laughs> dude, it was basically like a uh, a memory card from a digital camera wrapped in a plastic shell, and they're gonna charge you yeah. twenty five bucks for it. Then and again, if it didn't work yet yeah. to blow on it and pray to Jesus Christ that you didn't break it, even though yeah, was, Nintendo cartridges cool expressly say do, do not, not blow, do on blow on it. And but it worked every time. Was to blow on them. It worked every time. Yeah, without so cartridges. If anyone knows what those are. Yeah, and if you don't know what a cartridge is, uh, how did you find us? So Pat, uh, how about you, Adam? You kind of you spoke about a few things, but what, what was your favorite console you've owned or played? So obviously it was 360, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that because I feel like we've done that enough service so far. So I'm gonna give a few honorable honorable mentions here. My first actual console, I said I know I said Sega Genesis. That was before my cognitive abilities were what they were now, what they are now. So that was before the, like the current very low, before I entered <laughs> the current stream of consciousness on which I'm currently operating on, if that makes any sense. It didn't, but continue. Uh, was that the PS... <laughs> I, my first actual game was a video game console was a PS2. English uh, is hard. A couple memorable games from the PS2. It was mainly just like, uh, like early MOB games. Um, mm -hmm. NBP yeah. Baseball. Oh my god. Slugfest! Slugfest too. Oh my no, no, no. god! So the games I remember are NFL Blitz. I think it was NFL Blitz. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you could just like, like elbow pile drive someone at the end, <laughs> even after you tackled them, and then just like curse them out, which was really great for a second grader uh, to have. Yeah, let's Ready unpack to... those games for a second. <laughs> the fact that we were like, you know, what would make sports better if you could punch someone in the fucking face when yeah. you rounded and, first base. And there was and like, we ate that shit up. It's like, you know, so I can knock it down to the ground again. And then immediately after one game, they were like, this is not good. This is terrible. People who knew better were like, this is a bad idea. So, shout out to that. I, I don't think I finished a game of Chell until like sophomore year in college. You just like mashed Y until you got tired of beating the shit out of the people on the other well, team. I, I was like, going to say, you probably just, hard. Mike actually hasn't finished a game because whenever, whenever he plays me, he just rage quits after the first five goals. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to bring up Chell. So, I, I was going to, I was going to, shift into gears into that. So the first shell game I had was on the PS2. I think it was NHL. I mentioned it on a previous episode, NHL 03 or 04. Um, I mentioned it because uh, the Jimmy Eat World song Sweetness. That's how I know that song. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a very memorable game for me. And that was, again, before like the skill stick 
there are any Shell, uh, Shell fans out there before anything basically before NHL 2015 was a solid, was a solid game. Um, and the early skill stick games were also pretty good. Um, and now they've kind of gone to shit a little bit, even though the graphics look pretty good. And then I also want to give another, so the third shot I want to do for PS2, do you guys know what an iToy is? Did you guys know what that was? No. no. no iToy? It was basically like, um, like a camera that they mounted on your PS2 that like videoed you. And it was like the first interactive game where you could like, it basically was a mirror of you on the screen and you like do activities like, I don't know, smash things or basically do very basic physical tasks to, so if you, if you can Google iToy, I'm like, it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't. So it was like the OG Wii or something or like the, uh, it was like the original Connect. The original yeah. Connect. Okay. It was the original Connect. I'm sorry. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I had one of those. Uh, definitely kind of weird. It was kind of before the technology was perfected, so it was so fucking glitchy. But um, that was an interesting one. And then the last thing I want to mention, um, PC games, man. I know you guys probably... So the first actual... Obviously, we mentioned... If we didn't mention Call of Duty yet, uh, I guess now's the time to mention it. But my first actual Call of Duty... I had Call of Duty 2 on the 360, but I mm. also... I think I had it on PC first, or at least a demo version or something. Like the original um, COD? Call of Duty original, yes, because it was only yeah. a PC game. I don't think it was actually on the 360. I believe so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the original Call of Duty. Uh, and I remember, like, the really poor poor graphic, um, like, Normandy night mission where they'd, like, drop you into some town in France. Um, that was – man, all the feels right now just into my body. <laughs> Russian all the <laughs> so it was that, and I was also a big strategy game too, uh, strategy game guy as well. So I, I have like memories of like playing like I don't know if you guys know like Empire Earth is or like Age of Empires, like those fun shit, like really old. Civilization. I played Civ three, Civ four, not even hours, not even mm -hmm. days, possibly weeks. I'm gonna go with months. Yeah, probably of total game. That was a big one, um, especially on the 360. That was what everyone was playing. But while you were playing Call of Duty, I would get updates like, oh. Kyle's playing Civ Civrev. <laughs> Not specifically Kyle, but so many people. Yeah, exactly. Well, that actually provides a pretty smooth transition into kind of the next step in the video game discussion here, and that's the console wars. And Halo and Call of Duty kind of play into that as well, because even though Call of Duty is available for both PlayStation and Xbox, Halo was only available on Xbox, so that kind of created this desire to even have one or the other. So... Clearly, throughout the video game timeline, the two brands, Microsoft that makes Xbox and then Sony, which makes PlayStation, have kind of always competed with each other to release consoles at the same time. So PS2, regular Xbox, PS3, uh, there was like an updated version of the, or the 360, and then uh, PS4 and then Xbox One. So they've kind of always released things at the same time. And that leads up to even this year, they're doing the Xbox Series X and then the PS5 in December, roughly around you know, the holiday season. So it's actually interesting to see specifically with the most recent version, the PS4 and the Xbox one, how that kind of console war went. So PS4 actually ended up selling 106.9 million units over its lifetime. Mm -hmm. And Xbox one has only sold 46.3 million. So PS4 has sold double the amount of consoles that Xbox has. Which interesting. Is kind of baffling to me. So PS4, yeah. So PS4 has dominated that yes. portion of the, the war. Look ahead. I think it has a lot to do with um, 
who you were friends with and maybe like where we grew up because i know like all of my friends had xboxes that's why i got an xbox 360 but Mm -hmm. now that i'm out in the the working world and i'm meeting people from all over the place or even just in college the amount of people that have ps4s console diversity guys no, but I'm just saying we are kind of in a minority. Like a lot of people are like, no, no, why would you ever have an Xbox 360? Or like, why would you ever have an Xbox One? Like everyone has a PS3, everyone has a PS4. And that was just what they always had. That's what all their friends had. So I think it like, and I think Pat, you were talking about it too with your little brother. Like your little brother has an Xbox One, but he refuses to use it. It, it sits in the freaking corner. And it, 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 well, I think it actually needs like a little bit of a tune up, but like it would be a quick, fi- quick cheap fix because uh, something, something with it is wrong. But I was exactly right though, Mike, because I think now, especially with like Warzone and a few more modern games, they do have platform cross compatibility. So people on who play Xbox can also play people on PlayStation, but it didn't used to be that way. It used to be very divided. Um, and I'm pretty sure originally up until, I don't quote me on this, but a, a few years ago. Um, so Xbox Live obviously cost money and I'm pretty sure my parents are still paying the monthly rate for that. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. What's not my fault anymore? It's my brother. But no, like, it wasn't. Yeah, they don't even pay the freaking yearly rate. So whatever it was, like forty bucks for the year, they pay like eight dollars a month instead, which is so much more expensive in the long run. But yeah, the back to my point though, the PlayStation was original originally free, the PlayStation market. Mm-hmm. But that's I think what started like the the imbalance, and I think you now you have to pay for it. I don't know if it's any cheaper or not. Um, I think it's roughly the same price. Well, because the so I mean I grew up, my best friend up the street had a PlayStation. And I had an Xbox. And literally the reason that he got the PlayStation 4 and not the Xbox was he had like two good friends uh, from our hometown that had the, the PlayStation and it was free. You didn't have to pay to play online. And I was just kind of like, well, everyone I know has an Xbox and I'm, I'm fine with like paying to play online. And I think that it's funny because after all, the, all those years of all people complaining, oh, well, PlayStation 3, who got hacked, motherfucker? Yeah, that's a fair point. That is true. Yeah. And, and then anybody that ever bought anything got their credit card information stolen. So it's like, at the end of the day, I feel like I made the right choice. Well, so I was going to ask, so for all you guys, I know, Carl, you actually, well, did you actually own a, a 360 or did you uh, just kind of play like when we were in college and stuff? I owned one and then I just used yours because... Why would I? Why would we need like three Xboxes and when we share a room? So I just right. left mine at home. My little sister actually uses it for like Netflix and Hulu right now, so it's still getting used, but okay. just not for gaming. So was it like your decision to actually say like, "Oh, I want the Xbox," or was it kind of like a family decision, like we're going to get this for everybody? You know, like I I never really wanted one because like I have bad ADHD and I like can't sit still long enough to like play a good game and I was always playing uh, soccer so uh, when I was 18 I was like hey like a lot of my buddies in college or going into college they're bringing their computer or their xboxes and stuff like that like what if like my roommates don't have one which obviously I knew they would but it was kind of like my way to ask my parents for one Mm -hmm. and then I got one for my it was my 18th birthday I got my first xbox and only used it for a couple years and then gave it to my sister to hold on to. So I, I guess, you know, for you, Carl, but really for everybody, what kind of led, I, I know, Kyle, you kind of alluded to, you know, your neighbor having the PS4 too and stuff, but like what kind of led to everyone's decision to choose one or the other? Like, was it because of the exclusive games that were on one thing or just, you know, what, what was kind of the reasoning for the preference? So, you know, Tommy, what about you? What, what kind of 
led to your decision to choose one or the other? I don't know. I mean, three. I, I was a 360. I fucked one guy. Um, always have been. I did have a PS2 at one point, though. But I don't know. I think, first of all, I think Xbox controllers are more comfortable than PlayStation controllers. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, I would say that, too. They're more ergonomic. They fit mm-hmm. the hand a lot better. I think the services that, um, you know, Xbox was, was allowed to supply, um, you know, with that with the uh, acquisition from Microsoft and what and all that made it a little bit more higher tier than that of Sony. Um, but that, I, I would say primarily feel the controller, the software layout as well. Um, I think uh, Xbox has always been a little bit more intuitive to use in comparison to, to PlayStation stuff. Isn't that. it shocking that you just said that a Microsoft product is more intuitive to use than something else? <laughs> I mean, Thomas. Well, you're talking about when it comes to phones. I people would argue that the iPhone is easier. You know, Apple stuff is easier than Microsoft. But when it comes to gaming, I think. Yeah, like, no, I think gaming, Microsoft got it. Gaming, right, was, gaming yeah, was first, and like as yeah. was Microsoft and gaming both were kind of before. Yeah. Before that. But yeah, they they really got it right. To to for me to answer. Uh, Dan's question. Yeah. Very simply, uh, it's what Santa Claus brought me first. Fair. But, <laughs> but no, I'm serious. Like I had a 360 before, like anyone did. Like I had, like I think it was like 03 or 04 whenever it came out. I got it that year. We get uh, it, you fuck. Okay. <laughs> which, by the way, when it, ultra third grade panty dropper. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle, what about you? Um. I wanted an Xbox 360 because I had grown up with a friend who had an original Xbox and we played like, I'm actually looking at my, my copy of Halo 2, which has the Xbox logo oh, on it, not the Xbox 360 oh, logo. Oh, 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 are you done murdering cats, or can I uh, <laughs> continue with that fucking speech? I guess verbal, I verbal me and boys chorus. <laughs> Jesus. And then Santa brought me an Xbox 360. Moral of the story. Um, but then definitely when I when it came time to buy the next gen system, a lot of people were were kind of ragging on me for saying I wanted the Xbox One. But really, what it comes down to at the end of the day, from you know from from minute one. And to this day, it is more backwards compatible. Yes. Um, and that is something that I really took into account. And I have even looked at um, the new system is going to continue to be more backwards compatible than the <laughs> PlayStation system, which I think is really yeah. funny. Um, yeah. Even with the 360 so. games too, like not yeah. even just one games, but... Yeah, you can play full, like almost every 360. Every 360 game is backwards compatible on the one we playable on the Series X. Yeah, so I, the backwards compatibility to me was like something that I really took into account because, like I said, I'm looking at a uh, really OG video stand. And when I say video stand, I mean the top half is Xbox games and the bottom half is legitimately VHSs from the goddamn 90s. Of what? Um, one I can read from here is the 1992 Monaco Grand Prix, and another one is Ghostbusters. So, oh, there you pretty go. quality content. Basically the same thing. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, a question to Kyle, because I was reading something 
Um, feel free to check me on it. But um, oh, that voice crack was fantastic. I, know. I was just <laughs> saying, so glad you did. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real bad. But I, I was reading that the um, that the new PS5 might be backwards compatible, like all the way back, like to um, no. Is that no? True? It's not true. So I'm actually looking at the specs here. One could say and... it's frontwards compatible because it's like two, two back then. Okay, Pat, shut double the fuck reverse. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'll look at the specs here of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And the Xbox Series X, to Kyle's point, goes all the way back to original Xbox games, select Xbox 360 and original Xbox games, and then all Xbox One games. So it's pretty much, you know, as much as you can ask for at this point. And then for PS5, it's all PS4 games, uh, including optimized PS4 titles, but nothing beyond uh, before that, I should say. So, so it's just PS4. Okay, yeah. so what I was reading was a little bit of clickbait, but the... Um, but I guess Sony has filed a patent for their version of backwards compatibility, which will essentially allow them to create almost like servers inside servers, it sounds like. So that it would, or I guess systems inside a system. So the patent would be for the PlayStation 5 or like a future version of the PlayStation 5 where you could have a PlayStation 3, 2, or 1 environment like loaded into that. Uh, so then the backwards compatibility would start from there. Um, but I guess, yeah, for right now, like you said, it's only limited, but that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that just sounds like running, um, like windows on a Mac. It doesn't sound that difficult. But also, I also feel like that doesn't make sense though. Like how many, how many PS1 games out there do you, I've never even seen, it seems like a lot of, a very long (laughs) walk for a very short drink of water just to say that it can do exactly what the Xbox can do. I have a PS1. I guess I could finally get some. Yes, music. but do you? But is there a reason? Are you going to shove it in the PS5's I could, ass? I couldn't even picture what a PS1 looks like. Me neither. It's about this big and gray. Uh, PS1s kind of looked like every system from that era. They were like boxy shaped with like weird circles somewhere. Had it looked like a portable DVD player. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. I mean, obviously, I've seen them before. I mean, I've seen them before. I'm just like making a point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. It's just been a billion motherfucking years. Mm-hmm. That actually brings up a good argument about what's coming next now so obviously as we have all kind of said these two new consoles are coming out in uh december roughly around the holidays so i think i want to hear from everybody if they're gonna even get either one of these number one but also if you have to choose one or the other which way would you go but i think quickly for me i think i ended up choosing xbox number one because of uh halo i mean halo games are all fantastic in their own way uh obviously yeah. halo 3 being the og and the, the best one yes, um, cool. i don't know if and if you debate. disagree with that opinion and you're listening you can uh shove yeah <laughs> um it i will say one thing um for me too if i'm i'll start kind of the discussion about the new consoles here i'm probably if i'm gonna get one we'll choose the xbox x because obviously the backwards compatibility but also i think the thing that would have driven me the other way is that mlb the show games have been exclusively playstation for the last you know, eight, nine years. And they're saying that when these consoles release that they're actually going to put that on the Xbox. So just another reason to move to the Xbox side of things and not have that exclusivity with games. So, um, but I want to hear from all you guys as well. Are you guys even going to A, get one of these and B, if you were, which one would you choose? So Mike, why don't we start with you this time? Damn, I was going to wait for Pat and Kyle to go to determine if I'm I I'm going to buy one. the Series X. You okay, so one. there we go. So I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> so I'm getting a Series X. Don't listen to him. <laughs> it's going to be Kyle's, and he's going to play all my games. Honestly, it's not the end of the world, because 50% of the time, I just sit on the couch scrolling through my phone while the two of them scream at a bunch of 12-year-olds playing Call of Duty anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're not all 12. Sometimes well, they they're 14. on the side, uh, homophobic slurs. 
even gamer tags were fucking ruthless back then. I used to have like I had a friend whose gamer tag was like it was our other friend's name and then it was mom's boobs. Like that was his gamer tag. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. I had a I had a friend I had a friend who his gamer tag was um I am Yahweh and he got reported so many times he could change it, so he changed it to I am now Allah. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, if we're speaking in a biblical sense, the, the same basic monotheistic system. You, you just described 2,500 years of history. <laughs> Funny anecdote, just a quick side thing. I was playing um, COD online today, and I was killed by a gamer tag that was clapping cheeks. The, the gamer tags oh, have gotten yeah, so brother. creative. They've gotten really good. <laughs> I've, got, like, I've seen some ones that... Uh, you were killed by clapping cheeks. No, it would just be like just like the most random, just like stupid configuration where like, oh, epic weed Hitler 69 or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got, like, I got, I got killed by Mr. Brightside the other day. Oh, that's it. That, cool. I was like, I really wanted to get on a mic and be like, how the fuck did you get that? <laughs> no, wait, Dan, imagine if that like when you died, it just said you got your cheeks clapped and like that was it. <laughs> that was I would turn the Xbox and like, off and throw it out the window. It's that's over. it. <laughs> walk away. GTA cutscene, cut like the wasted, just like cheeks clapped. <laughs> like yeah. His like his assassination yeah. thing, like the, you know, in Call of Duty, you can set the assassination. Like when you come up behind somebody, just fucks you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was guy stabs you and then slaps your ass as he walks away. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's the new version of the tea bag. Oh jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sign of disrespect. Jesus. So, yeah. Kyle, you're you're going to get the the Series X. I'm definitely so getting then... the Series X, and it, it's it's it has a lot to do with the fact that I already have an Xbox, but it also has a lot to do with the fact that I am a racing enthusiast and a purist, and I I know that a lot of people are going to probably try to drag me for this opinion, but I think you're fundamentally incorrect in that Forza is a better racing game than Gran Turismo. It just is. It's the basis for multiple car racing simulators that brands use, and Gran Turismo is not because it's not as realistic. Don't at me. I'm correct. You're dying um, on this hill right now? I will die on this fucking hill. I've been dying on this hill since Forza Motorsport 2, and now they're on 7. And I just, just I think I've been hearing that 8 is going to come out early next year. Um, Forza Motorsport 6 was the launch, one of the launch games for the Xbox One. Or it might have been, yeah, it was Forza 6. And that's like something that I'm really like not prepared to give up. And there's other Forza, like the non-track games like Horizon. I'm not really prepared to give that game up either. I know Mike can attest to the fact that it's a, it's a well put together street racing game. Um, Props so to them that's... for making the exact same thing so entertaining. Like you do the exact yeah. same five things every time you turn the game on. What, the sequels or? Like... No, for, like, Forza no like Forza Horizon, yeah. Every month, like every five days, whatever it is, it's it's considered like a new season in the game. The seasons change. It's the same like five or six challenges, just in slightly different locations. But you do the same fucking five things every time. And Kyle and I will sit there like assholes and painstakingly do them every five days, and then wait, wait, and just wait like the the countdown until the last day. And they're like, "Oh my god, there's a new season." Not like we haven't been through the same five seasons, like or four seasons every two three weeks, but. Well, it's, it's because of the wheel spins. It's basically like so you you do this, you win, these, you win these challenges, yeah, and then you get like a fucking a fucking uh, uh, what's the a slot machine basically, and it gives you cool shit. So it's like a drug because um, gambling it, is like a drug. But um, yeah, so that's why I really wanted Xbox One uh, because gambling is like a drug. Well, fair enough. So then, 
Mike, if uh, Kyle's going the Xbox One, are you even again or the Xbox X Series X? Are you even again yeah. anything? Or you, what are you gonna do? So my biggest problem is that uh, I guess I really like questing games. If I was to say I really need to play a video game, it's gonna be a questing game. Uh, huge Skyrim guy, Fallout. Um, I'd be honestly Assassin's scared. Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, obviously. Um, that'd be the only reason why I'd want to get my own system would be because those games are kind of hard to two-player. I like to play with somebody else. Kyle and I tried to do Assassin's Creed Origins together, and it just turned into me Beating playing, the whole game. Yeah, beating yeah. the whole game, and then Kyle occasionally watching me play or coming in midway and, like, taking over on a mission. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's kind of mm-hmm. tough. Um, plus, I would be – my only reason against it was – I'm thinking back to probably summer of junior year in high school where I maybe logged 200 hours in Skyrim. Um, and I don't ever want to get that way again. I sat on a, like on a rat and was casting the same spell for like three days to get my conjuring up to level a hundred. <laughs> that is the nerdiest thing I've you're, ever seen. You were quite literally like that South Park episode. Yeah. They're killing, they're cutting down trees and like killing sheep. To get enough points, and they do it for like weeks. Yeah, and that's how all questing <laughs> games. You reach a point in every questing game, not so much Assassin's Creed because there's like a flow to it, but when you play these massive questing games like Fallout and The Witcher and um, you know the Skyrim, like the Bethesda Elder Scrolls games, you get to that point. RuneScape, World of Warcraft, work. The only Rune thing you can do for a very long period of time is just work on your character, and working on your character is so boring for most people. And if you're really into it, you can never explain to someone how like. Like, I, I had a great time. I just sat there and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you mine and shit like that. But, like, working on a rat. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just like casting the same spell on the rat. My mom's like, what? She'd come down and do laundry. She's like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, you know, same thing I was, I was doing three days ago. Uh, <laughs> Mom, yeah, long probably... story short, what are you designing? <laughs> <laughs> he would probably. Uh, probably not. I'm going to say, yeah. Probably I'll not. get the Xbox. If I had to buy something, I'd get the Xbox. But if not, I'll just use Kyle's use Xbox. Kyle's. Yeah, yeah. That's going to happen. <laughs> Carl, how about you? Honestly, I don't think I'm going to get anything just because I haven't played any video games in a few years, so I feel like I'm so terrible that I'll just get frustrated and not want to play, and then it'll go back to collecting dust. So I'll probably just mooch off you guys and play the game whenever you guys are playing. Yeah, if you don't play enough, it's like the prices are still to be announced and everything, but I imagine it's, it's... Hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It's probably very expensive, so it's not worth yeah, the investment. I heard if you're not going to use it. It was going to be like between five fifty and seven hundred dollars. So yep, they release pricing yeah. for the PlayStation, and it's not ridiculous, which means that the Xbox will not be allowed to be ridiculous. Yeah. Did they release the- this article? Says it's still to be announced. Oh, I thought I heard they released pricing, and it was going to be like essentially slightly more expensive than it currently is. But continue. I'll confirm that. Oh, so Tommy, how about you? Then, what would you would you get uh, anything or? I don't know if I'd necessarily get anything because uh, I have a one, what is it? A one X, right? One, uh, one, yeah, one X right now. Like the one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, like the reason I play is just because I like to, you know, play online with buddies and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, for what I like to do gaming wise, that's, you know, that fulfills it. I'm not typically like a campaign player or anything like that. I just like fuck around. Um, so, but if I was to make a purchase, it would definitely be the Xbox. Like I said, just better, better user experience overall. And then Pat, how about you? Well, I would say 
I probably am going to buy neither anyway. I'm actually in the process of the early on negotiations. Uh, ah, the negotiator. Ah, uh, General Kenobi. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. Um, early on uh, negotiations <coughs> for uh, my brother's Xbox One just to have because I feel like it's just nice to – because I personally don't have them. Again, Mike and I just Bogart, Kyle's Xbox whenever – well, Kyle and I play Call of Duty all the time now. Yeah, um, and I'm not the same player I once was, so I'm not I'm not uh, the four to one kill to death ratio guy I was. All right, back in the day. This guy, so let's, t- let's take about let's take about seventy five percent off the top there. <laughs> um, all right, so what? I would probably I would probably get neither, but if I did, I'd get one again. I, I'm I'm gonna sound like a bunch of bunch of you followers, but I probably would do an Xbox just because better overall. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've I've I'm a, I've stayed a loyal a loyal hoe this far. So it's interesting because I also, I mean, I'm at the point where my Xbox is working fine, the Xbox One. Um, so I probably won't buy it until at least the price comes down for either a little bit. And obviously there's always, you know, weird shit that they have to figure out when they first get released anyway. So I always want to give it a little time to correct itself. <laughs> but to Mike's point, it's interesting. The fact that everyone's at Xbox in our group goes to show exactly what you said before, that the demographics of, you know, how the sales all went, even for the previous generation of consoles, don't really make sense. How PS4 double you know, the numbers of the Xbox One. It's just, I guess it depends on where people are, what their preferences are, but it's just, it, it's interesting to me that that's like so, you know, vast in, in difference. But anyway, I digress. So the last thing I want to ask pertaining to video games, and then we'll wrap up for the episode here, is I want everyone to go around and list their favorite game of all time. Oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> you're gonna have to give me a minute. You so, son of a bitch. I would say if you guys want, I'll start because I I've been thinking about this. So I would say my favorite game of all time is Red Dead Redemption Two. Ooh, that's a I great. think Ooh, it a is recent bitch too. A recent, yep. I think it's just a perfect game in every stamp. It's beautifully designed. I like kind of the you know free for all you know, kind of role-playing game where you can kind of pick and choose how you want the adventure to go. You don't have to do everything kind of in sequence. You can, you know, choose how you want the campaign to unfold. But it's just a, there's so many little details there that, you you know, could miss too. Like you could play little side missions, side games, stuff like that. It's just an all-encompassing, perfect game. And it's beautifully designed, like I said. It's just gorgeous to look at when you're playing. Yeah, I can get lost playing that for hours, even still now, you know, having played through it once or twice already, so... I would say that with a, you know, Halo 3 being a close second. But does anyone else have a, an answer ready to go? Remember, I do. I was just going to – No Mine was a Halo 3, basically. Specifically, high ground. At Halo, on <laughs> and shoddy snipes. Yeah, shoddy yeah, snipes. Yeah. snipes. It's over, that's, Anakin. You know, Tom, that's, a, that's a really good answer, too. Halo 3 is just like a generational game. Um, I mean, we all still play it. And it came out in, what, 2008, 2007? Yeah, it's legendary. So, yeah. legendary game. So who else has Mike, an answer? Mike seemed like he had one. Mike, he had an answer. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to just bring it back to my old uh, – I'm going to die on the Skyrim hill. Um, Fair. Similarly, we will kill you on that hill. Don't worry. But yeah. similarly to and Halo, it's a game that people have been playing for a decade at this point. That game was released in 2011. People still play it. People, They still release new editions of the game. Um, and they've actually released it for the new systems. And I guarantee you that when the, the generation, whatever, the Gen 4 systems come out now, um, that they will have um, a Skyrim. Like, remaster? 
An Elder remaster. Scrolls game? No, no, yeah. no, not, no. They will re- they've made Elder Scrolls games since then, and they haven't been as good, and they just keep re-releasing Skyrim. They'll just remaster the game again and release it, and people will pay $75 for a game they have three times over. Yeah, let, let's go to Carl. So, Carl, what is uh, if you had to choose your favorite game of all time, what would you say? I think I'm going to go with Modern Warfare 3. Ooh. Oh, that was okay. a good game. Okay. That put a bow on just so many years of of my childhood. I feel like yeah. we. I feel like that was the longest Call of Duty we had, and I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Which is the game that had the zombies on um, the first game town that we played all the time? Uh, th- there was. Is that Black Ops Two? Black Ops Two. <coughs> Black Ops Two. Okay. Yeah. That's the game that we played zombies on that. That to Carl's point from before that how we would like pregame with that. We would literally leave class at like you know three o'clock on a friday and just sit there for like hours on end just playing zombies on nuketown such a difficult zombies map by the way there's no place yeah. to camp you had to run around it was tough to run around too uh and also juggernaut didn't end up juggernaut didn't even end up falling until like round 10 yeah so kyle what, what do you got um i'm gonna have to go uh with assassin's creed brotherhood Ooh. oh that's a great game that is a great it- game and the, and here's my my close second both both of my top two are Assassin's Creed games, and my my second one is slightly controversial I think um, in in that it is um, Revelations because I, I don't know if everyone saw that live that like semi live action trailer. Oh my god, that was amazing! So cool! So it's great. the coolest. We should put a link to that somewhere because if you're we can listening post and you it, haven't yeah. seen it, oh at the time. My God, was it like 2011, 2012? Would it come out? Yeah, this was this was late. I believe it was late Xbox 360. Yeah, it was late Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Just it wasn't gameplay. Stunning getting, the goosebumps that I got having played all of those goddamn games. I'm actually working on one. Like of the a 50 year old Ezio. Yeah, 50 year old Ezio just still just like absolutely running shit. Yeah, that um, <clears throat> that was good, but I do have to give it to to Brotherhood just to the you know the historical significance of it all and all the historical characters and being a total nerd like me. Just to, but just a, an absolutely phenomenal game series marred by one or two absolute shit piles, but uh, they made up for it since. Pat, did we get yours? You did not. So let's 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 do you. So I'm gonna obviously I was gonna name some sort of a Call of Duty because that's definitely the most amount of time of blood, sweat, and tears I spent into any sort of video game. Yeah, my fall, like, basically my low point emotionally was at the scene you see before you. As part yeah, of my, same. My back. Yeah, it was, I was definitely visual yeah, medium. I was a wreck. <laughs> um, I was unwell. I was unwell. <laughs> but I'm actually not going to take it there. Um, I'm going to try to think out of the box here. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you NHL 14, which is great. My Ooh. favorite NHL game. Okay. I'm going to go real wild card. I think, I think, Kyle, you know this one. Battle Stations Midway. Oh! Probably, probably the game I spent the second oh! third most time during that time I, I played it. I, I, I played it online. That game, like, online was, even though the graphics weren't the greatest, they were pretty good for the time. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was a white Xbox 360 game. Like, the strategy for, like, for scale. They weren't, they weren't quite, they weren't black yet. They were still just the white console. Exactly, exactly. Um, but just, like, the overall, like, you can play four-on-four four online, and they each gave you, like, a contingent of airfields and ships. And it was just all, like, the logistics of everything was very realistic, regardless of how the graphics were. And I just, I love that. I spent so That much- game was so far beyond its time. And mm-hmm. I, I, it makes my, my top 10 if I had to do a top 10. But mm-hmm. I had played other games more. But, I, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't agree with you more, Pat. So, yeah, I think that'll wrap things up for our 
discussion tonight on video games. So really interested to see how things progress when we get into the winter months and they start releasing the Xbox and the PlayStation. Uh, it's going to be cool to see, obviously, where, how the sales go, what does better than the other one. To wrap up our episode today, we're going to do two quick segments. So we're going to do, first, a couple of Pat Facts. So, Pat, what do you got for us for this middle of July day? Oh, insert gong noise or whatever noise we decided on. Did, did so you like do like a the cuckoo clock? You know what that's you know what that means. <laughs> Pat's back! <laughs> yay! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're not gonna do the yay. That that's really fucking <laughs> creepy, but please yeah. continue with your facts. <laughs> so I have two facts for the day. Um, one of which today is Bastille Day. Um, which, if you don't know what that was, it was a summer day, July 14th in 1789 during the French Revolution, um, where the Bastille, which was basically like a military fortress and prison, uh, was stormed by its citizens in the heart of the French Revolution. And if you don't know what the French Revolution is, then I read a book. I have, I have nothing for you. Um, largely inspired by the events of the American Revolution. So I guess my question so if you guys don't know who King Louis the Fort, uh, I'm sorry, the 16th, I believe, King Louis the 16th. And his wife Marie Antoinette was that were they were the, the royalty at the time. So my question for all of you is, do you think that Marie Antoinette is rolling in her grave right now, um, given the current state of cake uh, on social media and how? <laughs> and uh, I I don't know. First of all, I want I just want to say like she probably wouldn't, looking back, rescind the comment about let them eat cake because that's basically advocating cannibalism in today's day and age. Um, <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? Um, yeah, Senor it's gonna meme be bad, lord. but sure. No, no, Senor Meme Lord, if you can find like a one of those paintings of her at um, you know being beheaded, but like if you can find the afterwards, and then someone just needs to Photoshop like cake layers on the inside of her neck and on the top, like on the inside of her head, and then it just <laughs> it's says, cake. <laughs> "It is cake." <laughs> it's cake. Oh my or like, God, or just have to say like, "Let them eat cake." Or like, just, that's God. all you need. She was cake the entire time. So she's probably rolling at her grave, but also as someone who took a lot of French for well, most her, of their her life. Her head is rolling um, it's not stable. She, she basically, essentially, it, she was trying to say, like, bread, but she wasn't actually French, so she used the wrong she was word. Austrian. Yeah. Austrian. Yeah, she just literally used the wrong word. She meant bread, because you could make bread with, like, yeah, it's a, it's basically a nothing. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of the history's huge, gigantic misquotes, but that's huge and, and gigantic messed up into one word, and it was a terrible mistake, and I don't regret it. Uh, so, I was going to make a Bastille band quote. Um, oh, please. They, Go ahead. They, I feel like they've, had, they've fallen on rough times. Not really a quote, but just reference because of the Bastille Day thing, but um, they've, they've fallen on rough times already. They, they've come out with just such shite music since Pompeii. So in honor, of, in honor of Bastille Day, everyone's homework is to go listen to a Bastille song that's not Pompeii or Happier. Happier isn't even a song by them. They, they were... No, it's Marshmallow. It's Marshmallow, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. They're featured. They're just the, They're the words. Yes. Did you have another pop fact? Or... Real, real quick. You go ahead. Give it to me. Uh, today was the day the Alien and Sedition Acts were signed in the United States. Uh, if you guys Ooh. know what that is, like way back in 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1798, so reverse the eight and the nine um, from the Bastille Day part. But yeah, they were basically just a series of four laws during John Adams' term that basically limited, it, it actually restricted free speech in America. Like you weren't allowed to say certain anti-government um, rhetoric, and you certainly couldn't, certainly couldn't publish it, which is a little bit of a 
kind of a low point in John Adams history. Um, but anyway, my question to you, do you think that, because I don't know if this is ever repealed at all. I, I, I'm not seeing anything here. Do you think aliens are still uh, discriminated against and all extraterrestrial bodies ever since the signing of this act? I really, I mean, personally, I'm not an alien. Um, <laughs> I mean, we covered, we did cover aliens yeah. extensively on another episode. We did. They're in internment camps in Area 51. What do you, you mean? Also yeah, we know, we like know you're that. Trying to convince everyone pretty strongly that you're not an alien. <laughs> what? I'm not an alien, guys. Come on. That's exactly what an alien would say. Exactly. <laughs> you alien. <laughs> That's a really weird fucking conclusion to Pat's facts. <laughs> We're going to end the episode this week. As part of our uh, Welcome Back to the Pod series for Carl, we're going to give Carl a minute here to pose his biggest thoughts of the week. But I know you said you only have one. So what, what's your thought of the week, Carl? Yeah, so just a quick one this week. So <laughs> my girlfriend and I, we have a pretty exciting weekend coming up. So I wanted to go to the liquor store and pick up something for uh, the festivities. So we leave our apartment. I see this lady, she's driving a BMW X5 series, trying to park, right? So we walk to the liquor store, which isn't that close. It's probably like 10 minute walk. We're browsing in the liquor store. We get our purchase, we leave, and then we come back and she's still parking. So I'm just curious why people who have really nice cars, how come they can't fucking park? And to top it off, she was parking in front of a garage, which she wasn't allowed to park in front of to begin with. So she had to move her car anyway. So maybe you guys can answer my question or my thought. Well, just to add to your thought, I think a lot of times I see, you see the double parking too, where they just pull up next to the cars already parked and will just leave their car there and get out and do what they have to do and like put their hazards on because it's yeah. too much of a, a hassle to actually find a parking find a spot. goddamn parking spot. It reminds my years yeah, yeah i'll let you and use it's that always nice but go ahead mike oh i have a i have a legit theory so like when we all when we park our car whether it's your car or like your parents car or somebody's car your bar park the car and have it yet yeah when you pack your car <laughs> um you have an innate fear that something is going to happen to your car like it's going to get hit or it's going to get towed or something to that sort but when you have enough money to afford an expensive car, you don't have those kind of fears. You have the luxury of being like, ah, fuck it, I'll park in front of this person's house. Yeah, that that's makes fair. sense, but that doesn't explain how she hit the curb three times in a matter of two minutes. Well, she was probably just an idiot. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. They will give you, they will give you <laughs> an F on your driver's test. You know, I, I wonder too if part of that theory is that people who have expensive cars who've you know, dug well for themselves and are wealthy just lack the necessary common sense to be regular people. I'll also just allow that. Be a human being. That, be yeah, a I would say that's being. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> One takeaway: just be be a human being. So yeah, so just be. Don't decent. be an alien. Well, that'll wrap things up for our conversation here tonight. So as always, we'll finish with our closing statements. So we will start with our closing statements today, with Tommy. Cool guys. Great conversation. Uh, I heard that Mike's OnlyFans next week is exclusively going to be e-girl themed, so follow. Um, <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, Pat, to you. Great, great conversation today. Really excellent effort from each and every one of you. All right. That was a lot. Is that, that it? it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I had. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Carl, let's go to you. So a lot of good video game conversation tonight. I just want to send a message to everyone listening. Make sure you get out and actually do some physical activity. Uh, don't just sit and twiddle your thumbs. Go have fun. Kyle, to you. Um, <clears throat> gonna stick with what I'm sticking with, what I've been pushing on this podcast. Wear a mask, you useless piece of shit. And uh, other than that, please do enjoy the weather. It has been really nice, at least in New York. Um, do get outside, uh, obviously, at a distance and try to do stuff, you know, make it as close to what we would call normal as you can uh, safely and hope to have you listening again next time. And um, we're going to finish. Mike. All right, guys. Uh, Dan, don't think we forgot about you. Tomorrow is his quarter life crisis. It'll be two days before. So I did a little Sandra Lee semi homemade uh, writing poetry for you, Daniel. So. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Yes. This is going to be a whole thing. It, it, better, be prepared. it better be either a haiku or iambic pentameter. It's, a, it, it, it's two verses. You're an iambic beautiful. pentameter. Good God. I don't think I'm ready for this. It's, it's two verses. I don't think he is either. So bear with me, okay? Oh, no. I had some help. I had some help on this one, okay? Oh, no. Daniel, think of this as like a, a sonnet. It's, it's addressed to somebody with a little bit of undertone of homoeroticism. So okay. Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. so all of Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, it's your birthday. So I know you want to ride out. Even if we only go to my house, sip on Mo Easy as we sit upon my couch. <laughs> Feels good, but I know you want to cry out. You say you want passion. I think you found it. Get ready for action. Don't be astounded. I'm getting choked up. We're switching positions. Your <laughs> Bruh. Tell me where you want your gift, girl. Oh, okay, girl. Now, here's, the best, here's the best part. Girl, you know, I, 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 I. Girl, you know, I, I, I. I've been fiending. Wake up in the late night. Been dreaming about your loving girl. Girl, you know, I, I, I. How do, how do you do it? Girl, you know, I, 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 I. Don't need candles or cake. Just need your body to make you Birthday sex. Birthday sex. That was that was definitely the worst thing I've ever was, been a part that of. That was more than personally. two verses. That was more than two. Uh, that was at least that was probably a verse, a couple bridges, and then the chorus. Um, <laughs> so, moving on from that train wreck, Daniel, please sign off. Cunning uh, linguist. This ridiculous episode. <laughs> cunning linguist. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Mike. I, I will uh, treasure that forever. <laughs> With Mike's sonnet to take us out, thanks to all you guys for a, a fun conversation tonight. And thank you guys at home for listening. Uh, as always, if you like what you hear, uh, like and subscribe. Give us thumbs up. Uh, liberate us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you like. And uh, as Kyle said, hope you guys keep coming back. We are on Instagram, as always, at uh, in underscore conclusion underscore pod. At Twitter, we're at we underscore digress. Uh, again, YouTube, we are our podcast name, in conclusion, we digress. And the next time we are hopefully in your ears, we'll actually be doing a live and in-person episode, which we're all really excited about. So we're going to be recording that over the weekend uh, in person. So hopefully next weekend's episode is, uh, is really, really good. So until then, we will uh, catch you guys on the next one. Hell yeah. Also, my Peace only out. Friend. This week we're doing Pablo Sanchez cosplay. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.